This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Christina. And your girl, Rayanne. And we were just talking about this being literally the quickest week in the world. Yeah, I don't know where time has gone. It has flown by. Flown by. Um, but I am just so excited for the weekend. We normally record our episodes on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Eh, eh, Wait, I don't know how the rest of it goes. Do it, do it, do it. I think we were seeing <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're so embarrassing. I was thinking, I'm on vacation. I was not. What were you thinking? I don't know. You know, I'm like tone deaf and I get really nervous. Do I? Do uh, I know? About singing back songs because I realize I never know the the tune (laughs) or the words. See, I never know the artist or the words or anything. Nah, girl, give yourself. You, You know what? You say that shit and then you put a mic in front of you sometimes. And you literally think you're Whitney Houston at the I same mean, time. That is true. That is true. I do love a good show tune. <laughs> Facts are spoken. <laughs> um, how was your week this week? Guys, I have to tell you, my son is in the cutest stage ever. It's so weird because as a mom, like your your baby changes so much and so quickly. And you're, every single stage, you're like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite stage ever. This is my favorite stage ever. But right now, Nicholas is the cutest freaking thing in the entire world. Just the way he like marches around the house. He's so oh. funny. His like little body. I just want to squeeze every single part of it. He babbles nonstop. He's like, doop a doop a doop a doop a doop. Like his noises. His are, hair. His hair. His hair. He needs a hair campaign. Dude, we need to get him a hair campaign. His hair campaign. He has like a curly, almost mohawk. Yeah, it's like on trend. And dude. the curls go in both ways. Like they're and they're so tight. It's so adorable. And he's just like so mischievous now, but in like the sweetest way. Like the way he like walks around our home and like looks back at us and smiles and like wants you to chase him. And oh my gosh, last night I wish I had it on video. The way him and Dewey were playing. For like a half hour, Nicholas was cracking up. Like it was just, I'm just so obsessed. And he's just like learning so much. Yeah. It's so fun to introduce him to new things. Like we just introduced him to crayons. And just to like see him with like crayons and like starting to scribble. It's just really, really sweet. Oh my God. I miss him. I Okay, so next weekend, what's like the best activity that we can all do together? Like hike or is it go to the park or like what should we plan? I think we can, maybe we do... Like the park and brunch or something like okay, that. Okay, let's do park and brunch next weekend because I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, he's the best. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. And I know like motherhood is like so exhausting and tiring, but like every single day, like something happens where you're just like, oh, this is equally like the, as tiring as it is, mm-hmm. it is truly like the best thing ever. Yeah. Like this morning I was leaving to come here and then I'll stop gushing about my son. But like the way he just like puts his head and cradles it into your neck. You're like, oh my gosh, like everyone else can disappear. Like oh. you're the most, like you're the best. Oh my God. So anyways, that's what's, I've just been hardcore momming. Hardcore momming. And it's been really nice. Oh my gosh. Also, oh. we have a second interview with a nanny. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. How's the interviewing going good? 
is going good. We interviewed someone who we really liked a lot. She was awesome. Is she, is she the one you cried in? No, that was another one. Okay. I almost cried in all of them. I'm there, guys, uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm fucking emotionally unstable and I'm okay with it. I don't think you're emotionally unstable. I just think you're emotional. Oh, Steve thinks I'm emotionally unstable. Okay. But I am just emotional. I'm just emotional. You're right. Um, <laughs> anyways, she was really amazing, but um, she only, she like needed minimum 40 hours. And I was just like looking at our schedules and I was like, I don't think I want someone here 40 hours a week, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we're switching script. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's a saying, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it too. We're switching script. And um, we interviewed this woman who's Italian from Italy. <gasps> and you know, party italiano. And when I told her I spoke a little bit of Italian, she was so excited. <laughs> no, but you don't speak Italian. I do. What about that or commercial no you got hired for? I know, I know, I know. But I used to speak it, okay? Okay. If ahead. she was in my house, I could learn it. Okay, well, like, got it, got it, got so it. So I was like, Steve, do we just like her because she's Italian? <laughs> no, seriously. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I didn't think that at first too. But we liked her and she has like a bunch of kids. She has like, a, she was really, really warm and sweet. Oh, good. So she's coming over for a second interview. <gasps> Amazing. And um, yeah, there's some other people I'm interested in too. So I'm excited to start that process. Okay, I'm so happy. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long. I so know. I'm happy that you guys are liking people and hopefully you'll get find a good fit soon. I think so too. I was just like, I want to spend summers in Italy. Like this person sounds amazing. Yes. Anyways, what have you been up to, Ray? What have I been up to? Honestly, I feel like sometimes I feel like dating is just like a full-time job. Like I'm like, I feel like it just takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Why do you? Is it just because it like does. you like, actually, is it like the swiping or is it the going on dates? It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's like the swiping, it's going on dates and then you go on dates. And then I think this week I just had like a, a hard time feeling like a difficult time, like balancing it all. And I'm like, okay, I want to. Balancing all the men or just balancing like dating with work and life in general. Like a little bit of both. Okay. But like, but like, I don't know what happened, you guys. Let's just get this out here. You remember, I've talked about my dating life and like issues with men on the podcast. I swear to God, the clock stroke midnight for 2022. And I just feel like I have more options than I ever have in my life. That's amazing. I know. Knock on wood, because this is kind of fun. Now I know what people feel like, what other girls feel like. I'm like, wow. Did you switch to an abundance mindset? Flip the switch, honey. Yes. No, I feel like I've always been in abundance minds. I don't know what happened. I'm not questioning it. Universe, I'm not questioning you. I appreciate you giving me this bounty of men. But I do feel like sometimes what I'm struggling with is I'm not in a place where like I'm kind of beating myself up like, oh, I go on a date and then I'm up late and then I like I'm too tired to like, I'm like, oh, I should have got up and did my run this morning and do my run. And then I'm like catching up on emails and then so I'm just in this weird phase where I feel like I'm slacking in other areas of my life as I'm trying to like just balance everything. Like, okay, I, you say that, but you're also like killing it. Oh, you're okay. killing it in work. You're freaking training for a half marathon. You have like all your workouts, like you're still going out and seeing friends. Like I think you need to cut yourself some slack. And also I think it's okay if you like fall behind a little bit in other areas. It's like have fun dating. Like you should... You should enjoy this bountiful month of men because <laughs> if it dries out, you're going to be fucking pissed. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Seriously. I know. But I'll, say, I'll share one story um, just to like laugh at because people have been requesting more dating stories. But um, so this, like, w- this past weekend, we went out for our friend's birthday and we went to this like, like cocktail bar after. 
and I met the cutest guy, like so cute. We were like hitting it off, chatting away. Mm-hmm. He's literally like staring into my eyes. Like I can feel him into my soul. And I was like, why are you looking at me like that? He's like, oh my God, I just think you're so attractive. Like you're so beautiful, whatever. We exchange Instagrams, the whole hubble baloo, whatever. And I like send him a DM the next day. I'm like, hey, um, it was really great to meet you last night. <laughs> and he responds, um, hey, Ray, it was so great to meet you last night. Uh, I think you're really beautiful. But if we hang again, it's got to be platonic because I got a good GF. <laughs> I'm like, I was not getting those vibes last night. So I'm like, I don't, I've got, like I told you, I don't have time. I don't need, I don't need a friend who I'm very physically attracted to. I'm like, okay. So I just, I message him back and I'm like, Hey, uh, Hey, Oh, I won't say his name. Hey, you, I appreciate the honesty. Um, I appreciate, I was like, Hey, I appreciate the honesty. If your situation ever changes, you know where to find me. Like I'll see you around winky face. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to talk to some other guys, whatever. He's like, Honesty is the best policy. How was your weekend? (laughs) (laughs) No, that shit you don't have time for. He just keeps like trying to like chat, whatever. And I finally just didn't respond to him because I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. I literally told you that I think you're so sexy and like whatever. Like what? Yeah. So I wonder if like part of him was like trying to cover his tracks and just like show how platonic he is. Maybe. Like in case like his girlfriend or whatever, because he knows he like obviously gave the wrong impression do you know what i mean yeah but it was a sad one because he had that the energy about him he had the energy i thought that you were gonna say he didn't remember who you were because he was black (laughs) i mean that would happen to me yeah i feel like yeah (laughs) that would 100 percent happen to me so yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. well i feel like that conversation brings me into something that i'm obsessed with right now because this would happen this would freaking happen okay what are you obsessed with you know, I love reality TV, but there hasn't been like a new reality show that I felt strongly passionate about okay, okay. for a while until this past weekend. I started watching Summer House on Bravo. Dude. Dude, it is one of the best reality shows I've ever seen. First of all, the reason I started watching it is because I listened to um, Call Her Daddy and she had two of the girls on from Summer House. And honestly, her interview was like super biased. Like she pretty much was calling like these two girls had like a falling out. Actually, no, they're still best friends. But one of the girls had a falling out with the rest of the cast. And I was like, I need to know what's happening. What's going on with this? So I started watching it from season five. They're now um, season six just aired for the first time. Is it the same people on all the seasons? It's not the same people on all the seasons. It started out like with a couple different people. But there's like a few core people that have been on it since the beginning. Okay. And they do have the same people on each season, but they are bringing in new castmates Got it. as well. It is just so fun, so juicy. There's so much drama and there's like one main couple in it and like they just got married, but the guy has cheated on her before <gasps> and he just gets like blackout wasted all the time. And in this first season premiere, she is like so upset about it because she is like, I just know that like he could cheat on me and he wouldn't even know it happened. Oh my God, that makes me sick. It makes me sick. So, but the show is so Wait, good and so entertaining. Okay, I really think, so. You, I, I think I, I need to start. So we have, because we've never had a shared okay. TV show that we're both into. So I, what should I start on? Okay, I think we should do this together. I think we should go back to season three. Season three. And start binging it from season three. I already watched season five. Okay. Because my sister was like, that's when like the majority of the cast is in. Okay, so but you, let's and go you can back like and, go back and see the other drama that happened. Mm, okay, 
All right, yeah. I'm in it. And if y'all want to binge with us, you're welcome to. Okay. It's so good. Well, what I'm obsessed with is also kind of relationship drama-y. What is But it? it's not really reality TV. So I went on my TikTok scroll. I've been seeing the West Elm Caleb, West Elm Caleb, oh, West Elm Caleb. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with West Elm Caleb? Like, I don't know what this means. I So I, I do some investigating. And basically... Um, this girl like shared on her story that she like, not her story, shared a TikTok of like kind of a funny dating anecdote about dating in New York. Mm-hmm. Goes on some dates with this guy, hits it off, has an amazing time and then never hears from him again. And in the caption, she was like, see you never, Caleb. And all of these girls started commenting, oh my God, is this West Elm Caleb? Does he work at West Elm, West Elm Caleb? And all these other girls start making videos about their experience with West Elm Caleb. So basically, this guy named Caleb, who is a furniture designer at West Elm in New York City, basically love bombs all of these girls for like four or five, six dates, maybe like about a month, gets super invested in them, like just love bombing them. And then poop ghost disappears into the night to never be seen again. And all of these like girls are sharing their stories and like posting his profile. Like this guy is getting like I'm like, I'm glad I'm not West Elm Caleb right now. Yeah, I know. And I was reading, like, if you Google it, like, E! News was like, we've reached out to West Elm for, for a comment and they have not gotten back to us. Like, they're like contacting his employer trying to get, he, as of right now, today, which is Friday, January 21st, he has not made a statement. But I think he's gonna, you know what? I was gonna say, I think he's gonna have a hard time dating in New York. He's not. There's he's no six way. Six foot four. Yes. White dude with a mustache. Yeah. He's going to do well, tattoo. I think he has tattoos. He's yeah. going to do. He's fine. objectively very good looking. People will be all over him. He'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, even if he wasn't that good looking and he's six foot four, he's going to be fine. That's true. Um, so no, that whole West on Caleb story is so funny. It's like one of the reasons I love the internet, how everyone was coming together to right. like share their stories. It's just hilarious. Um, it made I, me think like who are the West Elm Caleb's of LA like I bet if girls started sharing stories there's definitely like so many of them yeah oh my gosh for sure I think I hope something like that comes out about LA guys too oh my god and I, I hope that you've dated one of them so you can share your story as well well sometimes I share on my close friends list like guys that I've gone out with or whatever and I shared one the other day and my my friend was like dude he asked me to kill him over and give him a massage. And I'm like, oh my God. Is that how he got you? Is well, that what he said to you too? I think I'm going to share more about this experience in an episode that we're doing in the month oh, of yes. February. So stay tuned for okay. this French model man story in, in, in February. Because there's just too much to go into right now. We don't have time for today. For sure, for sure. Okay. All right. But I mean, I would, if he asked me to give him a massage, I'd say... <laughs> I just sure. Want, what I time just should I be over? Want to know who shared this to Caleb? Who broke the news to him? I think that he's uh, trending around the country. And like, what did he say? I, I wonder what's happening in Caleb's mind. Yeah, like, has he had to hire PR? <laughs> I hope. I wonder if he has his job. I what said, if he gets he, his own reality show? He could. And I honestly, his own dating show. And my friend was like, "Do you think he's going to get fired?" I'm like, "I don't know," because he's giving West Elm so much free publicity right now. See, I don't think he should be fired for something like that. Like, it's not it like that doesn't mean he's bad at his job yeah. just because he's like a dick to women, which sucks. But yeah. like because he's ghosting people that just because you're ghosting people doesn't mean you should lose your job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think? 
I mean, no, I don't. The thing is, I don't know the extent. I think he seems just like a toxic dude, whatever. And it's, I don't know. Sometimes I get, no, I don't think he, I'm not going to comment on this. I don't know. I have time to wrap my brain around if someone should lose their job around ghosting women. But then ghosting is kind of, no, I don't think for ghosting, I don't think you should lose your job. No, I don't think you should lose your job for ghosting. I've thought it rounded my thoughts. Okay. Well done. But it will be interesting to see how the story unfolds. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, okay, Christina, what's something, um, your product of the week, baby okay. girl? Okay, my product of the week is Athletic Greens. So I've shared a little bit on about it on Instagram. They actually sent me their powders um, to my home in New Jersey. And I started taking it, I guess, like over a month ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother kept trying to steal it from me. And I'm like, leave my goods alone. And then Steve kept trying to take it. Anyways, pretty much it's like this powder that has like 75 vitamins and minerals and you just put it in your water every single morning and you drink your vitamins instead of like taking a multivitamin or whatever. So it's essentially a multivitamin. Essentially. I love it so much. First of all, it tastes pretty, it tastes good. I think it tastes a little bit like vitamins, green juice and fruit mixed all together, which kind of sounds weird. Sounds a bit odd, but I'll give it to you. But I swear the difference in my energy from it. Really? Yes. Like that is the only like real like change I made every single day. He's drinking this. You feel like you have more energy. I think I have more energy. And I actually right, kind well, of I'm like, going to order it. I've started drinking less coffee too. And I've just been having that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I, wow, wow. The coffee thing was because my mother-in-law got us a coffee pot for Christmas and I felt bad. So I switched it out. But like, I just don't like the way the new coffee brews. So it's been like a, a twofold. <laughs> you don't just, have an espresso? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good old coffee pot. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I need to try these athletic greens it's because so I've good. seen people hyping up like a I, few of our friends love, love them. I now love you're them. telling me you love it. I need to try it. I think they're really, really great. I really think that they have increased my energy. Obviously, like they're supposed that. to help with like your gut um, as well. Um I mean, your energy, you can just like feel, okay. obviously. So okay. try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Um, okay. Mine is um, sometimes I get really into my skincare routine. I'm really like good at it. And then other times I get kind of lazy and I just like throw, wash my face and then throw on my moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And I like, my bathroom's kind of small. Anyway, my Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads have been tucked away in this little thing forever. Oh yeah, you always used to talk about them. I used to talk about them all the time. And then I was like, oh my God. So I started using them again for the last like week and my skin has been looking so, this sounds so conceited. My skin has been looking so glowy. No, it and does look really people good. People have been commenting like, oh my gosh, what are you doing to your skin? And the only thing I've been switching is I've added these back into my routine and I used to love them so much. And now I, like, I kind of forgot about them. And honestly, they're, I'm like, why did I ever stop using them? They are incredible. I use the extra strength ones because like I, I started with the normal ones, um, but now I use the extra strength ones like every other night. And I swear to God, it gives you the most glowy complexion. I don't know. I'm doing research right now on, because it's not a retinol retin, retinol or whatever, because I want to look into starting starting that. But I don't know how you do that in conjunction with that. Blah, blah, blah. So stay tuned. But the peel pads incredible okay i need to try them i'll send you home with some okay yay well one or two because they're kind of expensive okay <laughs> that was very generous of me um i'll, I'll go by actually if you, if you haven't used i don't know if you should i don't know if i'd recommend starting with the strong ones 
I think you need to oh, start yeah, with the normal ones. You're right. My yeah. skin is super sensitive. Your skin too. is sensitive. Um, but yes. Okay. Well, I'm good. I'm glad to know about that. You're welcome. Um, should we get into our episode? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, we've been getting a lot of requests to do another episode on how to make friends as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I think Christina and I both have a very high value on friendships. Yeah. Um, I think we also both moved to new cities when we were in our early twenties and kind of made like our whole new family out here, Mm -hmm. family of friends. Yes. And I think it's so interesting because every single thing in our like kind of society is about like finding a guy. Like we talk so much about like all of these huge milestones when it comes to like romantic relationships or your partner, if you're, you know, whatever, if you're whoever that is. And we just don't put, have as much emphasis on female friendships. And I think you and I both really strongly advocate for putting a lot of importance on those, on those friendships. Um, so today we're going to kind of just talk about our experience and how we've made friends and hopefully that will help you give you some tips and stuff on how to put yourself out there and make some friends. Absolutely. All right. So I think one of the main things, and this really helped me a lot when I moved to Los Angeles is getting set up and it sounds kind of corny, but you have a network of friends of from wherever you grew up, college or whatever start talking to them. Be like, hey, I'm moving to LA. Do you know anyone there? Or I'm moving to Chicago. Do you have any friends in Chicago? So my friend Renu is like a master connector. Like she's like one of those people that just like, she's so good at keeping in touch and has so many friends. And I really admire that about her. Um, so when I moved to LA, she introduced me to her friend, Ashley. And that, and Ashley was like my first friend in, in LA. And the only reason that really happened was because I put myself out there and I was like, Hey, like, I don't know anyone in LA. Can you introduce me? So I think that like using your existing network to help you make friends in your new city or wherever you are can really like be a good launching pad for you. Yes. I love that. And like, you obviously trust renew and have a strong relationship with her. So like most likely you're going to vibe with who she vibes with. Totally. And you know what? It's not like Ashley and I were like best friends, like hanging out every single day. But she, that connection really like helped me have a friend in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and then helped me make more people through me, more people through her as well. Yeah. I think for me, my, the way that I, I didn't really do the setup thing. Mm-hmm. I just slid into people's Instagram DMs, which it might be a little different because I'm like, pub, like have a public profile and all that. But for me, I honestly, if I just thought someone was cool, I would just slide in their DMs, be like, Hey, do you want to get a coffee or go to brunch or whatever? Mm-hmm. And that's how I started trying to make friends. Yeah. I think that's really great. You did that to me. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, and I think it's like, I think the scariest thing is just putting yourself out there, but remember that everyone is wanting this connection. Totally. Like just because some, you know, they're probably wanting to make friends too. So I think you kind of have to let go in my case, let go of my ego a little bit and be like, Hey, I have no friends and that's okay. I'm trying to make friends. Absolutely. That's fine. Being vulnerable is like the most important thing. Yes. Um, I think something else that is often overlooked is like fostering the casual relationships in your life. Like think about it. You move to a new city or maybe, maybe you haven't moved cities. Maybe you just don't really have that many good friends. Think about like all the people that you come into contact with every day. 
like your neighbors, your coworkers, like how, if, if you have a coworker who you think is cool, like how do you get her to become one of your friends? Um, so I think just trying to establish and foster those relationships is super, super important. Like two of my best friends in LA are friends from Nordstrom. And when I came into Nordstrom, I was like, did not know a single person there. And everyone I felt like had their little clicks and little friendships. And it was kind of like intimidating to break into them. And honestly, I think it just starts by like being vulnerable and sharing what, what you have going on in your life and like asking them for tips, asking them for recommendations. Um, like I'd always be like, guys, like, I don't know where anywhere to go eat. Like, where's like a cool bar to go to? And then you start talking about a bar. I was like, oh, we should all go there together. And then all of a sudden, like several years later, we'd go to the Hudson every single Sunday night. So I think like starting off small like that really makes a difference. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I got very lucky with, um, meeting one of my best friends now, Missy. She was my upstairs neighbor Mm -hmm. and she actually does, I think a better job at making friends than I do. She is the most open person. And I think uh, that's why we became such fast friends is because she was so like, come upstairs for mine. She was like, so, and I think too, like her Wi-Fi was out when she first moved in and she texted me and she was like, Hey, can I borrow your Wi-Fi for the day? My Wi-Fi's out. Like for me, I feel like I worry too much about, um, I don't know why, but I wouldn't, I, I would be more timid to ask people that. And she just was so forward. And I really appreciated that. And I think that's how we became friends so fast. And also she lives literally right above me. So it'll be like, Hey, want to go grab, walk and grab a coffee in two minutes. And we're like, yeah, she's not doing anything. We just go, you know what I mean? Totally. So it's like, if you have cool, like neighbors, like stop, if you're walking in the hallway, don't just walk by and smile. Be like, Hey, how are you? Like, you're really good at that too, Christina. And like, be like, Oh, I have you know, actually, so even if you've lived there forever, sometimes I would get in my head and be like, Oh, it's like too late now. I missed the opportunity. You can just say something be like, Hey, this is so crazy. I know we've lived here for forever. Like I haven't even, I don't even know your name. What's your name? And just introduce yourself. And then like exchange Instagrams, whatever. And then be like, Hey, want to go to like walk to grab a coffee? Like the proximity, I think friendships and proximity, like, especially with like location are make it so easy to hang out because you're right there. And maybe this is an LA thing, but it is so much easier when you're just like, let's pop and do this right now. You know? Absolutely. And I think it doesn't necessarily even need to be someone who like lives in your building. Like if you're going for walks around the neighborhood, you like start to see the same people, like talk to your neighbors on the street too. Um, So I absolutely love that. And I do the same too. Like there was this girl in my building who I was like, she's so cool. Like every single time I saw her, I'm like, I love the way she dresses anyways. She's awesome. Like now we're friends. Like we haven't like gone out and hung out yet, but like now I know a little bit about her life. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like if I need her to like grab a package for me, I can rely on that. And I feel like that's a, a relationship if I want to foster into more, it can be. But mm-hmm. it really does start with just a conversation. Yeah. And I think I, I always admire you for that. You like Christina stops and says hi to everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I need to do that more. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Also, Missy is really, really good because the amount of times she's like texts me to hang out and being like, hey, I want to go hang out with you, Nico. Like she's really, it's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, that's one thing that I think that I've gotten really lucky with. And because I'm not a planner friend mm-hmm. and somehow I've attracted planning people. So they are like, hey, want to go do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But like, I think at the beginning when you're starting to make friends, I really had to 
like I've kind of fallen back into that because I can, because I have friends who love to like initiate stuff and plan stuff. But when I didn't, I had to take on that role, which was kind of difficult for me. Like I was sliding into girls DMs left and right being like, Hey, let's try this. Like plays like taco Tuesday. Like let's go get a margarita, whatever. Um, coffee, blah, blah, blah. But I had to take the initiative to plan things, which was really foreign to me. If you aren't usually that person So I think you kind of have to put a little onus on yourself and be like, all right, we're going to do this hike. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not used to taking on that role. Absolutely. I think that whatever you are interested in, invite people you want to hang out. Even if it's getting your nails done, getting your nails done is like my favorite thing to do with friends. Ooh, that's that's a good one. I love that. It's like the best friend date. That is a good friend date. You can kind of just relax. You just like chat. Exactly. Get a little little rub down. <laughs> yeah. Look, I love the way they're massaging my feet right now, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I think another really great way to make friends and to even build like deeper friendships is finding friends in places that you enjoy hanging out. Like for instance, if you were part <laughs> of the TCC volleyball team, <laughs> you know. I'm just like, this is like... I'm laughing because we have, we always talk about beach volleyball. We need to do beach volleyball, beach volleyball for years. Still have not done it. This summer. Will this summer be the time? Oh, I'll be this gone. This spring, this spring. Spring. Okay. We'll start it in spring. But seriously, if you have like a hobby or anything that like you love doing, that is a great place to meet friends. Like what's better than like, if you like scuba diving, start scuba diving, like find the scuba diving club. <laughs> I love I, how you pick like the hardest hobby. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's because it's something that I like doing. And I, someone um, DM'd me and I like saw her name was like scuba diving something or whatever. And I looked at her profile and I was like, wait, do you scuba dive? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, in LA? She's like, yeah. And she's like saying all these places. I was like, can I come with you? And she was wait, like, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she started giving me like all these dive clubs to join and stuff like that. So like after like we get a nanny and all that situated, I need to like take her up on that because I love scuba diving and I haven't done it in a while and I've never actually done it out of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but there's kelp forests and like cool shit out here. Like I want to go do that. Oh and God. she seemed like so open and ready. She's like, yeah. I mean, I like was like, I just didn't have to be your friend. I hope that's okay. <laughs> but I think you have to put yourself out there. So true. And this actually makes me think of my dad because my dad has been a rugby player since he was like younger than us. Like in his twenties and his lifelong friendships, my parents, best friends, the kids I grew up with are through rugby. Mm -hmm. He just would join rugby club, like join a rugby team wherever he was. They lived in Australia. That's how they met all of their friends was he joined a rugby team, became friends with the guys that my mom became friends with the wives, whatever. And my dad would initiate, like have people over for dinner. Mm -hmm. They would go out and try new restaurants. And so I think that is such a good way, like joining whatever sort of like, activity you can you can do and like I guess it is kind of scary to do it alone but people do it yeah or you just kind of like sometimes you just need to put yourself out there or or if you haven't in like two of my best friends Jason and Tiana I met in LA through After Buzz which is like a podcast network we were um, hosting podcasts about reality tv and we just met at the party like they I got invited to the holiday party through a friend and anyways, we just got like wasted together and it started a beautiful friendship, but it started from like the love of talking about television. Mm-hmm. And so whatever your hobby is, you can find people who share that. 
But I do yeah. think that the goal is like, say your hobby is like dancing. You're like, you know what? I want to start taking dance classes. It's a good workout. I want to work out. You go into like that dance studio and you go there a little bit earlier and you're not looking at your phone. Like you have to be willing to like put the effort to actually go somewhere, but then take the next step to actually engage. And I think that's the part where people get scared. People fall short and people get scared. It's easy to just like show up, but like be on your phone, take the class and leave. Like, yeah. no, if you really want to make friends, you go there, put your phone down, start introducing yourself to people. And, you know, you go again and again. And then after class, start saying, hey, anyone want to go grab coffee? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how friendships start. I, I think the approaching thing is like the thing that scares people and it is the hardest part. But the other day, Missy and I went to work at a coffee shop for the afternoon because again, we're like, we just want to be out in like public. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meet people. And we were sitting next to this guy and this girl comes up to him and she's like, hi, do you mind if I sit with you for a minute? And she sits down and she's like, um, just introduces herself. And then like her friend comes up and they're like, yeah, we just moved to LA. Like we're just trying to meet people and like sparking up this conversation. And they had a great conversation with this guy, whatever they get up and leave. And then, um, he's like sitting there and I like make a joke. I was like, that's a good afternoon. Two hot girls come up and introduce themselves to you. And then we start like chatting to him, whatever. And it's just like, it was so cool to see these girls just like put themselves out there and spark up a conversation and they like exchange Instagrams. And I think that the idea of it is always scarier than, than what it is. Like that guy really appreciated it and they had a great conversation and you never know what will happen from it. Totally. Um, and I was like, wow, that really inspired me to like, just be more open and not just give the awkward, like half smile to people, you know, you know, the old. I wish you could see my face right now. I know it. I know it. Just Hi, how are you? Yeah. That, Why are we conditioned to be so freaking weird sometimes? I don't know. But it's so funny though, right? Because like when you see someone else like doing that or like being normal and like having a conversation, you're like, dude, that was so easy. Yeah. Why do we overthink everything? We overthink it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think too, for me, the new gym I'm going to has been like, I'm obsessed. I'm, I've met so many amazing people. It's just like, I think looking for community like that, like really that should be as you're looking for a gym or looking for something, ask about the community aspect, ask about that. Because I think that is, if you're wanting to, you know, make connections, that's like a big part of it. And I do think like joining a gym or some sort of thing like that, this gym I'm going to is a bit of a unique thing where they, it is a very, very strong, like tight knit community but you can find that. And um, it's really, that's like a great way to meet people. Oh my gosh. Steve has met all of his friends at the gym. And I do think that's a really great place. And I think that like, maybe it seems like easier for men to meet people at the gym. You can absolutely start up a conversation at the gym, especially if you're going there all the time. Like, and not only that, you can like find a workout buddy, someone to be consistent with. Like it's such a great place to foster friendships for sure. Um, Speaking of communities, like I know there's a lot of moms who listen and like being a mom can be super lonely at times until you have mom friends. Like having mom friends is so important. Honestly, like I feel like I'm so blessed to have so many friends, but I really cherish those mom friendships so much because no one else understands what you're going through like other moms. So if you're a new mom um, and you're looking for friends, there are so many great mom groups in pretty much every city. And I'm sure like in every suburb as well too. Um, so simple Google search will help you find like, normally they're through stores, like 
through child um, through baby stores mm, and they have mom groups and classes. So like the way the mom groups work are they're normally by your baby's age. So like for babies that were born between this time. Um, and so that way you join them and then you're finding moms that have kids the exact same age as you, which is really great because you're going through all these stages together. Um, Facebook is another amazing way to meet local moms. Like I am in a couple mom groups and I just found a new one that's for my specific city. So their moms are sharing like what's happening. They're sharing like, like things I didn't even know about, like, you know, like reading times, like at the library or like certain park hangs where they all go hang out together. Like having, being able to like find those like micro groups that are super close to you is also really, really important. Um, And also there's just like classes, like you want to get your baby involved too. So like swim classes, gym classes, music classes. If you're going to those, you're going to meet other moms as well. Honestly, as a single solo gal, I honestly think it sounds easier to make friends when you're a mom. Yeah. And maybe I'm, but I'm like, you have your kid. That's like a buffer. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that's like actually like, oh yeah, go to this music class. You know, mm-hmm. like, and also too, I mean, we, I met that mom at Nico's party. You just met her at the park. Yeah. That, the kids started playing together yeah, and then you became friends. Totally. But that was like a little intimidating to me too, because there oh, was right. like a group of moms at the park that always hung out together. Oh. Like, Fuck, like, how come like they're not asking me? And then finally I kind of was just like, oh, how old is your baby? Even though I knew, cause they've told me before. And I just started the conversation, like kind of put Nicholas in there because I knew Nicholas was like the same age as them. Yes. So you kind of like, I had to like- You kind of like planted Nicholas in there. Yeah, I kind of planted Nicholas in there. But it was amazing. And obviously they were so nice and like warm and welcoming. But the thing is that I kind of in my head, when I saw them at the park, saw this group of women every day. I'm like, how come they're not asking me to hang out with them? Can't they see my baby's (laughs) the same age? Yeah. But like, no, they're like doing their own thing. They're not paying attention. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not intentionally not inviting exactly. you. Exactly. I took it personally. <laughs> I, I took it. My, I wonder if they're listening. They're like, damn, we didn't know that bitch was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we should want to hang out with her still. Um, but I do think as a mom, there's like a lot of great resources and places and through your kids to make friends. Um, but you do have to put with that effort in for sure. Still. Yes. The effort making friends, but it's important. And I think it's something that you need to really invest in. Um, yeah. And make the time for, and also know that like, you don't need to have a million friends. No, I feel like as we get older, definitely. You definitely like kind of dwindle down friends. I think quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're not like going through a party stage, like I used to have a bajillion friends, but they were like Thursday through Sunday friends. Yeah. That, we like didn't really know about each other's families and stuff like that. We just knew like, wow, alcohol, you like drinking and like having fun, you know, Mm -hmm. which is great. Which like, there's a time and a place. And I think just as you get older, you're, you see friendships in a different way a little bit. Totally. Like, I don't need people that I just party with anymore. Yeah. Me neither. Like we are here for the thick and thin. If I can't call you and have a mental breakdown, then exactly. I don't know what we're doing. Exactly. But if you are feeling lonely, like, I think we, everyone experiences that and it's, and it's easy to see like, oh my God, I feel like everyone has friends and not me. And I would say that the majority of people probably feel like they're lacking that connection as well. So totally. you're not alone. Yeah. Um, and it's really incredible. And we're so proud of you for putting yourself out there and, and trying to make friends um, because it's going to be so worth it. And we're manifesting 22, 23, well, 24. What? I was going to add, like, you can manifest friends, but I didn't want to be like 
too too woo woo for our for people. No, I think we totally manifest friends. But what I was gonna say was we're manifesting the confident collective growing in such a bigger way that hopefully we will be coming to cities near you soon in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, you can foster new friendships as well. Yeah. Meet people at our event and then become friends, lifelong friends. Oh, that makes me want to cry. I know. It makes me so excited. All right. Let's go into our Ask Away with Ray and Kay. My partner and I have been together for seven years. He is originally from North Carolina and I'm from California. He took a job out in California and that was when we started dating. He's always wanted to go back to North Carolina with me and be near his family and friends, even for a short stint like a year, but I'm hesitant. My parents don't think I'll ever come back and kind of make me feel guilty for thinking about leaving, especially because my dad has been sick. But deep down, I'm not really sure what I want or if I'd be happy there. Sometimes I don't know if I'm making decisions for myself or other people. How do I make big decisions like that? Dude. I'm sorry. Did you write this message? I'm sorry. Who are you? Are you me? Like, I feel sick to my stomach hearing that, honestly, because you're dealing with the exact same thing. Literally could not relate to you more. I feel the exact same way. All the emotions of like not knowing exactly what I want, not knowing who I'm doing things for. I, I wish I had a better answer, but honestly, I don't because I'm going through it right now too, trying to figure out like between Los Angeles, California, uh, Los Angeles, New Jersey, like where I want to be. I don't know if I'm moving for me, if I'm moving for my family. I don't know, like if I'm staying for my husband, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, but that's what's difficult is at the stage of life you're in, mm-hmm. I, I, I could be wrong, but you don't make decisions just for yourself. That's very true. You can't. You can. You have a partner. You have a son. Like you're thinking about, okay, do you want your son around your family? Where is Steve going to be happy? Like, and and I think her situation sounds a little bit different where you, so her and her partner have been together for seven years. Um, so it sounds like they're in a very committed relationship. If you are, you, you kind of are making decisions. With your partner in with mind. With your partner. Um, I think the family thing is difficult because look, if I were you, I think you need to really figure out like, first of all, how often do you go to North Carolina? Like if he's saying he wants just to go, he wants to go back there for a year. Like, is that something that you'd be open to? Because like picking up and moving your life for a year, it's not like you're like saying I'm going to rent Airbnbs for a little bit and like spend more time there. You know what I mean? Changing your whole life. Like as someone who said, I'm just moving to Los Angeles and trying it out for a year, letting you know, like things just don't happen like one year at a time. One year is so short. So short. It will fly by. And you probably will find yourself there longer. And I think, and I'm going to say something controversial. I don't know if I want to say this. I think family pressuring you to stay is a bit selfish on their part. Yeah. Personally, I think that, I mean, I come from a family where wherever we go, my parents have never pressured me to come back to Denver or anything. Like if anything, I'm the one being more like, don't you guys want to hang out with me more? Whatever. But I think that like, you're young, you have this partner, you, if you guys want to go on this adventure, I don't think you should let, your family, family, 
I don't know now as I'm saying this, I'm feeling guilty too. Well, because I'm thinking about that interview that we talked about with Ed Milet. With Ed Milet. Yeah, it's really, really hard. I will say though, um, to what you're saying, I've, I have felt like my family has guilted me for living in Los Angeles for a very long time. However, now that we seriously talk about moving back, my family continuously says, do not move here for us. Do not move here for us. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, obviously I'm moving here for you. Like, and I think that what they're trying to like make sure that I don't make a decision only because of them, because they don't want, they don't want me to be unhappy where I am and feel like I did it because of them. But then again, you have to think about what will make you, what will make you happy. If being able to drive to see your parents for Sunday night dinner every week is going to make you happy and having that community is going to make you happy. I think you just really have to get clear on what your priorities are. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I do think that you can have a conversation. You should, you should be able to have this conversation with your partner and you should be able to understand all sides. And maybe you're starting off by spending more time in North Carolina. Maybe you're not moving there. Maybe you're doing two months out of the year there or a month at a time there. Is that possible? Mm. Uh, here's my, if I, I, my advice. I think you should go try it. You're from California. You've lived in California. If you really feel committed to this partner, he has friends and family there. I would go move there. See how, see how you like it. If you really like see, you know, if you, if you think you would be happy there, I'm telling you, if you don't, if you have zero interest in going there, then don't. But if you're interested in the area, you think you could really see yourself living there. I think you should go try it. Why not? That's my advice. Do it. As long as you're interested in it, because if you're only doing it for your partner and you have no interest in it, then you're going to start to resent them. Yeah. So you have to make sure that at least part of it, even if it's just, even if it's just the adventure of it Mm -hmm. is for you. Mm hmm. Go girl. That's what I say. And you're not alone in feeling this way. Yeah. Christine has been feeling this way a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. I mean, making big life decisions like this, I think what always like gives me comfort when I was um, deciding if I wanted to move back to Denver or stay here, I read the universe has your back and I'm going to butcher this quote a little bit, but it's like the universe is always conspiring to for what is going to yield the most good in your life. And I think you just kind of have to lean into that. And that's definitely like in a more abundant mindset. Um, But you can sit there all day and worry about what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, until the cows come home, until you never make a decision. And I think it's a little bit putting like trust in to that. You know what, whatever I decide, I'm going to make, make it a good situation. But I do think part of life is like trying new things and like, live somewhere new is a really really great life experience and a challenge that will make you grow and you're going to learn stuff so much from that so my advice is to go do it all right keep us posted and you guys don't forget to send your ask away with ray and k questions into the confident collective instagram yes please all right all right thanks for listening bye Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.